in the group my mom grew up in, a lot of the naming culture was around what the kind of experience and emotions that the mother was going through at or around the birth. So it basically tied a lot of the, um, of the events around the, around the birth to the, um, to the individual's name and also kind of like a, an, an infusion of like an, an ideal or a, a desire of something that you might, that you want for that child. Basically, I think there was some change at that time when they were trying to write it down for the like registry office. Um, whoever it would have been was like, this is too long. I'm not writing that down. <laughs> so it, my name ends up meaning we're, we're thankful or we thank. And then it doesn't have the God at the end, um, which I'm grateful for because I think my name's already <laughs> long enough. Maybe actually things, you know, you're, you're not the same person you are between you know, 10, 15, 10, 15 years or whatever. So does it make sense to have the same name? Or maybe if you have a certain experience that really impacts your life and, um, and, and, you know, that, that triggers you and you feel like your name doesn't, you need a new name that represents that. In today's episode, join me in conversation with Tino Tender, Paddington Chakadonna, where we discuss Zimbabwean naming traditions. Names that enrich with meaning are part of one's identity and hold such importance. I'm Maya, Mitzkel, September Welford. What's your name? My name is Tino Tender, Paddington Chakadonna. Hello, Tino Tender. Are you happy for me to call you Tino? Yeah. Please. Great. Um, Tina, it's really, really lovely to have you back on the podcast. Um, we recorded an episode with you a few months ago, um, and I know that you have loads more to share about names and on the topic of names, so I really, really wanted to get you back, so thank you so much. No, it's, it's great to be back. Um, I'm still enjoying listening to, to all the episodes. I think this is, this is a great podcast. Thank you. So today we're going to focus on naming traditions in Zimbabwe. So I'd love to hear more about kind of what you know around naming traditions in Zimbabwe. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, I'll speak to what I've learned from my mum and what my, my mum's told me. So uh, to any Zimbabwean listeners, this is just for my uh, my personal and my mum's personal experience because. The thing is, obviously, like, like any country, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of different groups in Zimbabwe. And so the certain traditions may vary between, um, between the different groups. But typically, um, in, um, in, in the group my mum grew up in, a lot of the naming culture was around what the kind of experience and emotions that the mother was going through during, at, or at or around the birth. So it basically tied a lot of the, um, of the events around the, around the birth to the, um, to the individual's name and also kind of like a, an, an infusion of like an, an ideal or a, uh, a, a, a desire of something that you might, that you want for that child, for that child, but, um, kind of more linked into again, what was, what was happening around around the around the birth what what has this child coming into your life changed for you as the as a mother although there were often of course debates around the name so as different family members want to get involved and share ideas and things like that but 
um, it, it, so, so, so sometimes it would end up being kind of a shared community feeling around the, um, around the birth of the child. Wow, that's really, really interesting. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, there are different kind of communities within Zimbabwe and you mentioned that your mom is kind of from a particular one. So what, what community is that? And, um, yeah, what community is that? Yeah, sure. So yeah, you, you, you can get quite granular, but the, the two big groups in, uh, Zimbabwe are Shona and Devele. Um, and, you know, when I was growing up, I actually could speak both of those both of those main languages, um, but I lost the Devele uh, when I lived over here because using it was using it even even less, and um, uh, and lost most of the genre as well. But though, yeah, those are the two big main groups, and then we'll have subcultures within within that. Um, but the uh, those are two main groups, and the Shona the, the Shona tribe was the one my um, belongs to. Okay, and so what does your name mean then? Do you know about the kind of how I guess the pregnancy was or how the situation at the time around the birth and also you mentioned kind of the, the wishes and hopes for the child so yeah tell me about what your name is yeah definitely so um for for me uh I think I spoke a little bit about this before but my my mom so I am the third third or fourth born uh, so I had, I have two, two older, two older sisters. Um, yeah, so third born. And, uh, but we also have an adopted sister. So technically before, uh, fourth born. That's why I think I was getting mixed up. Um, so when I, when I was born, when I was, when I was being, uh, when I was being born, um, my, my parents didn't, you know, really hope were, were hoping they'd had two daughters and are hoping for a son. And they just really weren't, weren't sure, um, if it was, if it was going to be a son or not. And then they were really excited as, and the wider, uh, family was when it was a, a, when it was a, a son. Um, so my name means thank God. Really? Ah, wow. <laughs> like literally. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, well, there, there's a bit missing that basically, I think there was some change at that time when they were trying to write it down for the, like registry office um and the um whoever it would have been was like this is too long i'm not writing that down <laughs> so I, there's a bit at the end of my first uh name which would basically be the the god bit so it my name ends up meaning um we're, we're thankful or we thank and then it doesn't have the god at the end um which i'm grateful for because i think my name's already <laughs> long enough so you know what it would be if you had the kind of god bit Attached to Tino Tenda. Yes, so it will be Tenda Ishe. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. All is like one one name kind of. All, all yeah, I think it would be it would be grouped together as one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then Paddington. Does that have any association with the Shona community, or is that kind of a different yeah. kind of thing that came? That's up? that's a really good question. I think that ties into a really big factor that came into the naming traditions of Zimbabwe, and probably you know other other cultures will be able to relate as well. So um, these names uh, started appearing uh, during colonialism. And particularly as well during, uh, in, evangelism. So when sort of preachers from, you know, traditionally white preachers would travel to, um, around the world to, um, convert, uh, different, you know, 
communities to Christianity. And when they baptized them, they would give them, um, they would, they would give them an English name. And generally they would encourage them if they, when they were joining the church to adopt a, uh, English name. So even later on without, you know, that, that being specifically said, it kind of just became a norm to have an English name, um, as, as part, as part of your name. Mine, mine specifically came from a, judge that my uh that my mum really looked up to and um I guess kind of sort of inspired a similar success for me in in whatever I ended up uh, I ended up doing and um that's that's where that came from. But the you know why it sounds uh English is because of that is because of that. And all of my siblings have like an English sounding name. But sometimes it had kind of uh ended up having, you know, funny uh, effects because of the kind of language barriers and there being a, a, a new language and different language. So like one of my sister's English names is pretty. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, and, and there's lots of I mean, unintended sometimes effects from, from the language, from, from, mm-hmm. yeah, the language developing. And, and also I think Zimbabwe is trying to reclaim or maintain the culture of their naming, um, uh, the, the culture of their naming patterns, even whilst using an English name. So it might not particularly make sense in English, but it may, it would make sense in the, in the Shona or the original language or in, in, in the, um, in the culture. Ah, okay. So it's almost like sometimes they, they might take a, a kind of a, a word that has kind of the meaning tying to like, you know, what you want for the child or something like that. And then, maybe just translate translating it quite literally into English and then it might not always like with the pretty example it might not always kind of it's not like a typical English name but it's kind of an English word that's kind of been translated literally yeah exactly and knowing that you know that part of the naming tradition so having this kind of English or, or western sounding name as part of your names and that's now kind of slightly embedded into the tradition how does that feel for you uh it, it doesn't help with identity issues <laughs> i think it's it's yeah. it, it helps because it kind of you can see i can see the the idea and the and like the flexibility it allows me to you know change potentially change my name depending on circumstances or is what is i think how i would have previously thought of it but obviously, ultimately, I've just ended up using um, the name which I I identify with the most and which I like the most. And I'm trying not to think too much about other about making things like making other people more comfortable, basically. Um, but I I think I still see like the intention is to then is see and understand the intention of it. Um, although obviously the original you know colonization and, and evangelism that that aspect of of its source doesn't you know doesn't leave a good taste in the mouth do you think that like so my original question was going to be you know why is it important to continue these kind of traditions but actually i'm going to change that and, and say should we be continuing you know there's there's a lot there's kind of traditions within that, that yeah. you shared um but do you think we should be continuing all of those kind of traditions? What your views? Yeah, that's a really good question, um, and and it's a tricky one. I think it's it's a kind of a fight between the world you want to live in and the world that you do live in. 
and you know you can you can choose to fight and you know continuously um to work towards a world that you want to live in and sort of bring bring that world with you as it were sort of you know behave as if it was already here uh which means you might get into conflicts or have to do like be be roped into education of other people's uh like um yeah just education of other people's um awareness and things like that but um you know the the other side is just making a decision that will make things easier um for for you and just kind of keeps things the same as they've been going and i i do think we want to make decisions that move towards a world that we to to make a world as as we think it should be um so i think it it's it's a tricky one um it's it's definitely going to change with the generations and how they feel and how they identify and i think as as we get further away from the um from the things that changed the culture we might then get to start actually return to how things were before or just to have generations creating their own kind of culture that makes sense to them and that they identify with and that feels and that feels right for them and your surname is shakadona am i pronouncing yes. that correctly does that have like a do you know whether that has like a meaning um and also so kind of in in like british tradition so for example my surname's welford my dad's surname's welford i inherited the yeah. surname from him what is it like in zimbabwean kind of naming tradition is it similar like you kind of inherit that from your father or what? yeah i think it it typically follows i mean I mean, mostly due to heavy, heavily like Western influence, and again, like the the, the religious um, the religious factor I spoke about before, it has gone. It's 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 going to to that tradition of taking um, the the father's last name typically. But again, I think that is changing with the with the new generations. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think I'd like to find out more about what it what it was like before uh before uh colonialism and before um it was it was changed how how it worked then um which you know it would have been i think it would have been quite different because part of the um part of the reason for having like specific uh names is for things like record keeping and things like that which did weren't necessarily a big need or a big factor um before before colonialism so i think things would have been a lot more freer and a lot more um and a lot more not tied to a specific you know official documentation and things like that uh, especially a lot of the stories i hear around some of my relatives or where like nicknames became their real names um and at literally at the point of you know where they were told they need to register a name down somewhere they just picked you know whatever whatever name um came to mind which could have been their nickname or things like that um like one of my my great great grandfather um he used to always sort of serve like tea around at his house so he still have loads of people around his house serving seven tea so over time the his nickname became uh chiquetero chiquetero which means like a a teapot <laughs> And that became his actual, like that's that was that was his actual uh, his actual name when it came to like officiating like a document. That reminds me of 
a very early episode I had on this podcast with Ilda. So she is Mexican and she was telling me about Mexican yeah. naming traditions and she said that nicknaming is such a huge thing there um, to the point where like they're, that's just how they're known. Like I think her uncle uh, was called like <laughs> Tooth or, or the dentist, the, den yeah. the dentist. But I don't think he was a dentist. I can't remember. I'm going to have to listen back. But it was something to do with his teeth. And they're basically there, they pick like a really prominent feature. Um, again, this isn't, isn't the whole of Mexico. This was specifically to kind of where, yeah. she, where she's from. But yeah, they, she said that they pick a really, really prominent feature. And then that's the nickname. And also it follows you. So she said, um, you know, you might have certain features when you're younger, but then growing up, you might grow out of them or, you know, your yeah. physical parents might change. But actually, those nicknames really, really stick. Um, so that kind of reminds me of like, you know, I guess there are synergies just across different countries and different cultures with how namings are kind of used. Yeah, I mean, it does it does make you think, yeah, and again, because of, you know, officiating and, and, and documenting and, and things like that, we, we have to, it kind of, kind of limits, limits you um, to uh, and potentially limiting uh, culture um, because maybe actually things you know you're, you're not the same person you are between you know 10 15 10 15 years or whatever so does it make sense to have the same name or maybe if you have a certain experience that really impacts your life and um and and you know that that triggers and you feel like your name doesn't you need a new name that represents that yeah it feels like it's not quite a, a normal thing but maybe it probably used to be and it's still in a lot of cultures um and yeah that's really that's really interesting mm, and that really reminds me of the episode that we recorded together um and the kind of you know journey that you've gone on with your with all of your names and how you've chosen to kind of use a different name after after leaving um secondary school so yeah it reminds me of that episode um so you have three yes. names is it very common for um people from the Shona community or tribe to have three names. So your kind of first name, your middle name, which is perhaps more anglicized or English, and then your surname. Yeah, I think that's pretty, that's pretty typical. So it's Black History Month in October in the UK. Um, I'm interested to hear about what you'd encourage listeners to think about or to do um, during the month. Yeah, definitely. Black As the uh, face of the black community, I have lots of ideas. <laughs> No, um, uh, I think it's it's important to think about the, um, the the gaps in in knowledge, and I think the gaps in in history um, and in awareness. I think there's a lot of things. You, 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 it's hard to know what you're missing when it when it hasn't been there, and so I think it's really difficult sometimes to um, really find good original sources for. Um, information and stories um, about sort of black culture and black community, which is you know, massively broad term. There's so many different um, you know, black lived experiences from the uh, American side to um, to the African side and just, just all over the world as well. Um, so I think just maybe looking locally, wherever, wherever you live um, and trying to find the gaps in the history of when 
or where um, you know black the black community may have been there and what kind of impact they might have had uh, within that within that community. I think um, I think that'll be good. At least that, that, that's what that's what I'll be doing. Because I've got a lot of <laughs> that's I've got a lot of gaps, um, and I want to I want to find out I want to find out more. Mm, no, that sounds really, really interesting and, and really important as well. I was also doing some research about it, and I think one of the themes this year is black health and wellness. Um, and, it, and that also reminded me about the, um, the doctor who's also an illustrator, or the medical student who's also an illustrator, and he drew kind of like the, like the black fetus. And before that, like no one had ever yeah. really seen a black fetus being drawn in like medical books or like science books and so on. So what I think I'm going to be doing is thinking more about the history piece. You've really inspired me to think about the history piece, but also like thinking more about like medicine and like my backgrounds in psychology and thinking about how like things like personality assessments or even like medical treatment or psychological treatment, yeah. even things like therapy were developed for white people or were developed by white people for in in like the western world by white people for west uh, white people but actually it's it can cause such like it can reinforce uh stereotypes and and racism as well so i think what i've already started to do is think more about taking things less at face value and thinking more about and, and kind of challenging and questioning that a bit more and i definitely think that the education system has a big role to play in that. Definitely the history piece, um, but also kind of challenging like yeah. what we're learning as well, and kind of again filling the gaps with um, other sources. No, that's really that's really inspiring. I mean, there's there's so much. There's I think there's so much potential to you know. Ultimately, um, we we want it. It you want to use the knowledge to improve things today for people who are here today and moving forwards. So um, I think that's really, really important, um, especially, you know, I hear from my sister um, and, and some of the research and experiences she's, she's learned about or been through herself and, you know, not having, not, not having your pain registered, registered at the same level um, and things like that. Just, just, just mm. really horrible things. And um yeah, it needs it needs it needs to change, um, and that, that's really interesting. Even about the, you know, the therapy um, uh, aspects, like how how difficult it might be to find a you know a, a therapist who will actually help in a constructive way and will not have a stigma or um, or biases that might actually end up being you know, unhelpful to you or worsening your 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 mental condition. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. Well, Tino, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast again. Um, I've really, really loved speaking with you and learning more about naming traditions. No, my pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me.